everyone and welcome to 1010 would recommend this is a special and sad episode but we'll get to that it's me talani and it's me gina Hello, hello. How are you? I say it's sad because it's our last episode of the season. I know. And, you know, it could be RIP us. Could be that or we could be back again. We have no idea what happens at the end of every season. <laughs> but we, we go through it. It's happening. We're here on the final one. We're going to make it good, right? Yeah, we're going to make it great. We're going to make it great. We're going to have a podcast at where not only do we say our goodbyes, but we look forward to the future. Yes. We look forward to all of the great, exciting shows that are coming out. And speaking of exciting shows that are coming to Netflix, our guest today, Phil Wang, the man, the myth, the legend, Phil Wang, has his Netflix special coming out very soon, actually. Phil, hello. How are you? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for describing me as a myth. I really appreciate that. It's lovely to be here. How are you, Phil? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm coming along. I'm doing the best I can. I'm having a great time. <laughs> so we're all trying. We're all trying. That's all we can do. Yeah, totally, man. Watching a lot of stuff on TV. You know how it is. Do you know what? You have a thing in common with me and Gina because me and Gina both hate horror films as well. Oh, yes. I've I've done a podcast called about, yeah, Yeah. hating horror movies. Yes. Why do you hate them? They're shit. Mm. (laughs) Mm. That's a lot more general than my my reason. I feel like I don't enjoy the feeling of being scared and I don't understand why anybody would purposely Mm -hmm. put themselves through that. That's what I've got. That's what I've got. Mm. That's it. (laughs) I've started to get it though. I've started to understand it's a bit like a roller coaster, right? Like it's scary to get on a roller coaster, but once you're on the way down, you're going, when it finishes, you kind of want to go again. I guess Mm. it's a similar, a similar energy, a similar phenomenon. Yeah, I don't know. I do. I understand what you guys mean. The idea of being scared is not nice. No. So why are you doing that to yourself? For the relief, maybe. Maybe you come out with a better appreciation of your real life. You know what? Actually, <laughs> after after being forced to watch those horror movies for the podcast, Phil Wang hates horror. I have been less scared of the dark. Ah, uh, that's good. Oh, okay. Is that interesting? Like I used to be scared <laughs> to be in a house on my own, but now I don't know. Maybe I've like broken through a mm. ceiling. Right. Okay. A horror ceiling. You know what I mean? What maybe my brain idea? has been broken maybe i'm post-traumatic stress disorder or something like well that. you know i wasn't gonna say it but i feel as though it, it can't be good for the psyche but which which of the films that you watched was the scariest that's what i want to know the others was very creepy what's that about the others it's it's about nicole kidman and she's got two creepy children and mm. they live in I a house it. and the children mm. can't they, they're allergic to sunlight Oh. And there's a big twist. And I'm not going to say what it is so that you guys can enjoy it. Although it sounds like you're not going to watch it anyway. We're never going to watch it. Like, I already don't like scary films. And scary films with kids, no. That's a yeah, no for me. too like, much. Absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely scary. not. The thought of making kids scary actually freaks me out. Mm. Yes, because like with kids, you double up with the scariness of ghosts and the scariness of starting a family. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, compound. Because it's my luck that I will have a demon child. And I just don't <laughs> want to put that in the air. <laughs> God, God forbid. forbid. <laughs> God absolutely forbid. But yeah, I just I don't need that kind of luck. 
Mm. I don't think you'll have a demon child, Tony. I hope not. No, I, I hope don't not. know. I don't know. Not not they take after their mother. Ah, oh, you sweetheart. I can't speak for the demon father, but <laughs> <laughs> as long as they take after mum, they'll be if fine. If anyone is a demon, it would be the father anyway. But you've got a special <laughs> coming up on Netflix. That's right. It's called Philly Philly Wang Wang because I couldn't I think that. of a name. I love that so much. I love much. Philly Philly Wang Wang. <laughs> you know what? It's, of all the shows I've made, it's the title I've spent the least time thinking up and the most popular by a mile. It's brilliant. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. it's funny. It turns out if you just say your name in a silly way, people really engage. I watched one of yours. I feel like it was part of a Netflix. Yes, I, I did a 15 minute set on a, a Netflix series called The Comedy Lineup. Yes, exactly. I first saw you on there and I'm pretty sure you made a joke. I, I really remember you making a joke about your name or just saying your name like that, like Lil Philly Wang. And I remember finding it really, really funny. There's a Live of the Apollo clip where I, there's a live, my first Live of the Apollo I go on about my name a lot. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've watched a lot of, actually, I've watched a lot of your stand-ups. You, anyway. you really have. Oh, thanks. I have. Yeah, I really, because I f think you're hilarious. I think the way that you deliver lines, even when you're just talking, you know, like you... I yeah, you have that straightness comedian thing. But what is it about your name that you think is so funny? Why do you mock your name before anybody else does? Well, like I remember at school, one of the older boys once, he came up to me and he pointed down at his trousers and he had his penis sticking out of his zip. Okay. And he said, oh. and he said, now I'm Phil Wang. And God. that's when I I was confused for like two minutes, and then I realized, oh, Wang here means penis. Yeah, that that, that is awful. That is a darker story than I thought. That was my introduction. It was it was it was straight in the deep end for me, learning that Wang meant penis. Right. Mm. Okay. But yeah. but I, in in the terms of Philly Philly Wang Wang, I think it's just like it just sounds funny, and it sounds a bit like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah. And I think I think what's funny about Philly Philly Wang Wang is the goal. The goal of naming a show that it's, it's yeah. obvious that I spent no time coming up with the title for the show. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I didn't even bother looking beyond my own name. Yeah. I think that's what's funny about it. Yeah, yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Is the inherent laziness of it all in, come in the title. Yeah, yeah. I think what, that's, really that's what's funny similar. to me about it. It's similar to when people get their names tattooed on them. It's like, I want this thing. I can't remember to think anything else. I just put my name on my body. <laughs> I think it's very similar to that. Do people do yeah. that? They do. Wow, yes. that is some um, low thought tattooing. That, <laughs> yes. is, that is bad. At, at that point, I'd say, you know what? Maybe don't. Maybe don't get a tattoo maybe today. You, maybe you don't need it. Maybe mm. wait. Wait yeah. a week. So you get more ideas. That's not just that's your right. Name. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, go to a museum. Cool. You know, get inspired. Go to go to an art gallery or something. Yeah. <laughs> so Phil, what can people expect from your Netflix special? People can expect. From my Netflix special, an hour of me on stage at the London Palladium doing stand-up comedy. I mentioned the, the pandemic, unavoidable, and I think it's the first it's the first British special on Netflix mm -hmm. post-pandemic. Okay. And mm -hmm. To address the pandemic, I thought it'd be weird if I didn't say anything about it. Of course. So there's <laughs> there's a tiny there's a bit of that at the top, and then it's uh, the show that I started in 2019, which now feels like 50 years ago. But the show that I started at the 2019 Edinburgh Fringe, and then I took on tour, and I've still to finish on tour later this year. So it's sort of my most, I mean, it's my latest hour-long show with a little injection of some 
COVID humor from the last year that I've come up with. How are we yeah. making COVID funny? What, how, how was that? How are we making this funny? It's an interesting challenge. I, it's not so much the disease that is funny or the effect that disease can have on people that's funny, but sort of the implications that it, that it, that it has. You know, I have got a bit about how the thing that we've all had to look out for has been throughout the 21st century has been becoming more and more vague. The thing that the governments tell us to be careful of to the point that now we just have to be careful of like surfaces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the funny stuff is not like the virus itself, but just how it changes society a little and, um, and how, and there's a bit about how being sort of Chinesey and being of Chinese heritage you know, that adds a certain significance to the pandemic because, because it started mm. in China, you know, so there's yeah. a little bit of that as well, which ties into a lot of the rest of the show, which is about being half white and half Chinese Malaysian. Phil, before we talk about some of the other things that we can look forward to, what, do you have a favourite show on Netflix? <laughs> I'm currently loving I Think You Should Leave with Tim Robinson. Oh, yeah, we recommended that on the last episode. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, then can I also recommend... In the same vein, Auntie Donna's House of Fun, which is an amazing sketch show. Oh, I haven't They're seen They're Australian. That. They're an Australian group. And it's, it's, if you like surreal, short-form humor, Auntie Donna's House of Fun is, is a right up your street. We got to get the show back on the rails. OK. OK, because yeah. it's off the rails. A little. OK. I'm just having a cup of tea, having a break. Touche. I love tea. Touche. 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 Oh, damn. <laughs> Another one that I've become a bit of, well, I became a bit obsessed with. Those, uh, it's one of these, you know how Netflix has these hidden gems yes. that you will never find. You need someone to tell you about cousin's it. Cousin's cousin saw yep. it. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's it gone out on WhatsApp groups. And there's a show called Awake. Have you seen Awake? I've, I haven't no. seen it, but I know of it. So it's a, it's, a, it's a game show on Netflix where I think five people they are taken into a room and they're given trolleys full of quarters, American quarter coins. Right. And they have to sit there and count quarters for, I think, 24 hours. And they have to keep in their head the, the amount of money they've counted. They're not allowed pen or paper or anything to keep. No, they just have to keep track. But why is that fun to watch? Why is that fun? At the end of the 24 hours, they all go into a studio having not slept and they then have to partake in a game show. They're given physical, mental challenges oh. having not slept for 24 hours. And if they win, they win all the money they counted. Oh, okay. You brought, us, you brought us back in, Phil. You did well with that, actually. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. turns out all these challenges are very difficult when you haven't had any sleep. And like um, hand-eye coordination and stuff And it's hilarious Do you know what? You sold it I, I've never heard of that But I think I'll definitely watch it Awake, yeah. hidden gem These contestants have been up for 24 hours They'll push their tired minds and bodies to the limit and beyond In a series of mental and physical challenges Geared to test the ultra-tired <laughs> 24 hours, zero rest a million dollars! Other than the hidden gems that have been so kindly recommended by Phil Wang, we have some exciting things coming up for you also in the future. One of them is a show that we truly, honestly, know just as much about as you do. That is Stranger Things 4. Let's have a listen to a little teaser. 
morning, children. Good morning, Papa. How are you today? Good, Papa. Good. I'm glad to hear it because today I have something very special planned for you. Eleven. You're listening. Phil, do you watch Stranger Things before I even ask if you're a fan? Have you seen an episode? I've seen series one of Stranger Things. I wouldn't really enjoyed it. I thought it was really cool and fun. But I but didn't you... grow up in the 80s, so a lot of the nostalgia was lost on me. Fair. Mm. But yeah, you liked it so much you stopped having season one? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Season one felt quite final to me. It felt, it felt, it felt pretty well wrapped up. I didn't really... I wasn't like thinking... <laughs> I think on going, what's gonna happen now? It's like all the crazy stuff had already happened. I don't know, like You didn't need to call him out like that to laugh. I'm sorry, Phil. It's fair. There's loads of things I'm like I watched I've watched one series ago. That was really good. And people go, You don't watch series two? And I go, I'm okay. No, okay, I'm I'll good. leave it. That's fair. You know what it is, right? It's I don't like hmm. I don't like watching a cast get old in real time right okay watching a cast of kids get old in real time is really depressing and i don't it makes me feel like time is really passing you know it makes me feel like i'm getting so old. i actually really get that yeah you know what yeah, i mean yeah, I do. yeah definitely. like in the time between the first two series has been a flash to me and to them it's been their life their whole lives yeah absolutely yeah and yeah and I, maybe that's if, if i'm getting psychological about it if i'm getting freudian I think that's probably okay. Why. That's fair enough. You know what I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you're absolutely right. The other day we tweeted out that it was the, I think five years since the first episode, and they look like little babies. They look like they're ten years mm -hmm. old. They probably mm -hmm. were, yeah. to be honest. And it is weird. Yeah, I'm definitely way more aware of the passage of time when it's yeah. when you're watching young people grow up. Yeah, absolutely. yeah. And I'm like, wow, when did you get a mustache? Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's like, that's a stranger thing. That's a stranger yep. thing. Is one of the kids has a mustache now. Mm -hmm. You're right, exactly. One of the kids is going through puberty now. That's a stranger thing. Tell them, talk about strange things. Exactly. Think it's stranger than puberty. Maybe that's what it's all about. <laughs> I've only Perhaps seen the series one. Well, if you if you want to indulge in the other, it's like if you ever want to watch I've an episode. Never watched and an episode. Feel <laughs> Do you know why I've never watched an episode? Because there are certain shows on Netflix that everyone talks about. Obviously, that means you should watch them, but that's what I refuse mm. to watch. Okay, so yeah, it's too much. Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, it's just a lot of hype. And if I watch it, I don't want to be disappointed. So maybe in like five years time and everyone, if it ever stops, or maybe the kids could be mm -hmm. like much older, maybe I'll watch it then. Yeah, yeah I have a similar thing. If, if people go on about something for ages and ages, I go, well, I won't watch it then. Yeah. Because then you feel like, oh, do I just do what anyone tells exactly. me to? Exactly. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. I'm my own person. Yeah. That's why I haven't watched it. Exactly. But then you yeah. eventually you watch it and you go, actually, yeah, yeah it was, was really good, really wasn't good. it? And then when you do watch yeah. it, no one else is talking about it anymore, so you've missed out all the fun yeah. bits. But it, it's a yeah. price I'll pay. Yeah, I'm oh, sure man. that I'll see you both on Twitter asking questions about Stranger Things season two, and nobody's gonna fucking no care. No one's gonna care. We're all gonna be on <laughs> season twelve. So let me tell you a little bit for those who are fans about season four and what we do know. So as I said, not much. But it's in production right now and another season is coming. Obviously, that was the teaser for season four that we just heard. There's absolutely no timings around when this next season is going to be dropping, which is frustrating, but keeps us on a toes. Wait, so they've just That's announced 
the trailer. Oh, Netflix love to play games, don't they? They do. They love to sprinkle little teasers. Uh, that's not even the main trailer. That's like a little teaser. Oh, it's a little teaser. I like it. You know what they should have done was after S- Series 4, they should have announced Stranger Things Series 6. Yeah. And everyone would have been like, what about Str- what was Series 5? And they would have gone, what are you what, talking what, what about? What do you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. We should've gave you kept... Series 5. <laughs> yes, yeah. And that gets in their head. Yeah. And then we're like, ah, this is the universe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> series 5 yeah. is in the upside down. Yeah, exactly, oh, exactly. Be, We've already seen twist. it. Gina, um, if there's a marketing job going at Netflix, what's up for please okay, throw involved. my name in the ring. I will, I will. So I have a, a quote here from David Harbour, who plays Hopper uh, at the end of season three. Missing. There's lots of there's oh. lots of mystery around what's happened with what's happened to Hopper. Right, it's Hopper okay. We don't know. It's Hopper alive. And so the quote from David Harbour here is: "There's one thing in it that plays very big in this season that I've known since the first frame of the first season." Oh. Mm. And he says, me and the Duffers would sit, the Duffer brothers who made the show, would sit around and speculate, oh, wouldn't this be cool the minute we started shooting? We never thought we'd even get a second season and then we get to do it in this season. It's so satisfying to have an idea five years prior and to go like, oh, this is a season where we're going to let out this secret and that we're just using as a subtle thing to inform something. We're going to lay it out finally and it's really cool. He said all of that to say absolutely nothing because we still don't know what's going to happen. Brother David, you said absolutely nothing, but that's... <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate that's it. Really essentially, he said, it's nice to be in a TV show. Yeah. And yeah, yeah and exactly. enough. I'm enjoying it here exactly. and I'm going to got a job five years later, is what he said. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Which is absolutely fair. Um, All right, so, so we go to the next one, which we actually know more about. We know what's mm-hmm. happening, we know when it's out, and it's one of my favourite shows on Netflix, which is Sex Education, season mm. three. Choose Mordale. Choose Mordale. Choose Mordale. Oh, hi, Miss Haddon. You can call me Hope. I'm Jackson Marchetti, head boy, ex-Dolphin star. But you might recognise me from Romeo and Juliet, within which I played Romeo. I don't, actually. I'm the new headmistress at Mordell, taking over from Mr. Groff to get the school back on track. And together, we'll build a brighter future at Mordale. Choose Mordale, please, so this can end reopening our doors to once again become a pillar of excellence. See you there. This school, man, whatever this school is, I've not seen the show, but this school is due a visit from Ofsted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, imminently. Like, how, how inappropriate are the conversations the staff are having with these kids is it like a sex school no no it has as much sex in it as every secondary Mm. school college i think in the uk but what it is is i mean we we all went to school here we know people who had sex in the science block so we all know so it's kind of like bringing them stories more to the forefront because there was a lot of sex to be had in my uh, my secondary school loads of kids were just doing it with Mm. little guidance or information and they were just doing whatever they wanted to do and we kind of were taught about sex via like teenage magazines yeah so there was like a more magazine which you got every and it used to have like position of the month in it and that's what all Mm. the girls in school used to read and giggle over yeah i know right you know what (laughs) position of the month how many issues could this run for three it just kept going but it was so many positions i'd never heard of half of them no come on how many there's only like there's three positions and then a fourth is the other one of them the other way around if you watch sex education you know there was so much more yeah yeah maybe you need to show more than you think interesting okay (laughs) 
But yeah, it just talks about, yeah. sex. I, you know, I think this show does really well in talking about sex in that world of being a teenager. And actually, weirdly enough, I felt like I learned loads of things watching it myself. Yeah, yeah. I do wish that I had it when I was younger. Definitely. It definitely destigmatizes things that, in a way that's like very in your face. I didn't think I was as much clutch my pearls as I, as I was when I was watching this. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe they're showing yeah. this. But it is... Mm. It's it's good. Have I don't know if you've ever seen Big Mouth Phil, but it's 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 yeah. as you know how Big Mouth is extremely in your face, like it's very like mm-hmm. they're really going for it. It's as much that in okay. terms of humor and yeah, just like not being afraid to talk about the stuff that like everyone or at least someone has done. Yeah, yeah so it good. is good. Yeah, it is good. I'd recommend that one. I'd recommend that okay. one. Okay, I'll check that out. So another returning series that is just as mysterious as Stranger Things is The Witcher. Yes, this is my bag. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, yes. that's really good to know. That's good to know. So The Witcher okay. season two, we've got another teaser. Let's put it up. When I say run, you run. When I say hide, you hide. Run! Vesemir said that the world outside these walls is a dangerous place. But you can find power and purpose. Where is she? What if your prince is more than you barking for? I'm sure you're ready for this. Welcome back. Phil, here's my truth. It's embarrassing to admit this is a faux pas from me. Mm-hmm. For which are not 100% my vibe. Mm-hmm. Not mine either. Hey, I get it. Yeah, thank you. So I'd love to know from you... Just like, what is it about? The Witcher is a fantasy series by a Polish author whose name I can't remember. Okay. But it um, spawned a very popular computer game series of The Witcher. And I've played The Witcher 2 and The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 was a really big deal. The series has come sort of off the success of the books and especially the computer game, video game. Right, okay. And it's about Geralt of Rivia, who is a Witcher, and a Witcher is this sort of kind of breed, sort of race of monster hunters, and they have special abilities, and they all train at the same castle called, I think, Kaer Morhen. Mm. And they are morally neutral. They don't get involved in good and bad. They just take contracts, they kill monsters, and they go where the gold takes them. <laughs> Geralt is sort of the greatest of, of the Witchers. In the, in the first series, there was a few episodes. What was great about the game is that just you get contracts for killing monsters and you go out and you kill them. And the best episodes, I think, in the first series were these contained episodes where Geralt just has a monster, he goes out and he kills it, and it's a really um, beautiful choreographed uh, battle scene and the effects are really great. And Henry Cavill does the voice of Geralt really well. And so if you're a fan of the games, I think it's it's a real treat if you aren't a fan of the games but you like things like game of thrones 
Mm. Again, it's I think it'll really appeal to you. It's got that fantasy element, but it's also got politics and backstabbing and all that stuff that made Game of Thrones great. So if you like Game of Thrones, I think you like The Witcher. And I would start with The Witcher Series 1 because 2 really won't make any sense. What's the deal with like the nudity and all that? That's what Game of Thrones... That's really why people liked Game of Thrones. Drekken. Well, that might be why you liked Game of Thrones, Gina. <laughs> but for me, it was the politics. It was the plot. Yeah, fair, 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 dude. The fair politics dude. and the geography. That's, I like the maps. I think um, might be, there aren't as many boobies. There, there is That's some good. sex. There is sex. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I always find the fantasy shows, films, whatever, it's just really bad wig. You know what? To be fair, Henry Cavill's, Cavill's wig is not, is not always 100% convincing. Okay. But, but you, you look past it. You can look okay, past it. Okay. Yeah. All right. We'll try yeah, that. That's fine. Okay. That's good. That's good. All right. The next one. I'm really excited about this because this is one of my favorite shows. I've mentioned it so many times. But finally, Money Heist season five is coming back to Netflix. I don't know. Phil, have you seen this? T, I don't think you've seen Money no, Heist. No, I have haven't. You? No. No, I've seen the trailer. And people, a lot, I've seen people, a lot of people talk about Money Heist, but it's it, Spanish, right? It is Spanish. So let's yeah. have a little look at the trailer for season five. Let's talk a little bit about Money Heist then. I'm really excited for it. If you haven't seen it, 100%, I know I keep every couple of episodes, I keep talking about Money Heist, but it is really, really, really good. The premise is that this group of, I guess they're just thieves, they're just criminals, but <laughs> I guess they're just criminals, but you're really rooting for them. Wait, Gina, can I just ask, why do you, what do they do that makes you root for the criminals? I feel like literally all the show needs to do to make you root for people is that they are the they are the main the characters. main characters. Yeah, I guess. kind you know of what I mean? that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. But funnily enough, it is narrated by the the main main character is this uh, woman called Tokyo, and so that's not her real name. But all of them have given all of the criminals have given themselves different names based on cities of different countries. Okay. So she's fun. called Tokyo. Yeah, it's really fun. I like that a lot. What would yours be? Lagos. That's nice. That's a good choice. Yeah, I feel like mine would probably be. King Kingston does isn't as good though. Kingston's a cool. Well, that's an actual name yeah, as well. Yeah, I like oh, Kingston. Right. All right, Kingston. What about you, Phil? For me, I would choose London. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> Get out! <laughs> you wasn't even convinced by that. <laughs> Portsmouth. I'd go Portsmouth. I think just because there's not enough. They they just need some, you know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Some exposure out there. I'll go Portsmouth. Cool. Yeah, that's a good one. Portsmouth, that's a good blow one. the door. You know, that'd be pretty. Blow cool the door, Portsmouth. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Tokyo, the main character who narrates it, 
you don't love Tokyo because Tokyo, she keeps, she ain't great, you know? Okay. So you don't, yeah. And actually she's kind of, an, so like, it's not even that she's anti-hero, she's just very annoying. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, everyone else you do root for. And yeah, they just have really good personality. I don't, I don't know. And also like the people who are trying to catch them, they really suck. So you don't really like them. You don't want them to win, right? Um, so for this season, obviously part five, uh, it's split into two. So you've got a part five A, which comes out on September 3rd. And then you have a part five B, which comes out on December 3rd. So you've got two months in between. And for this one, they've been shut in the Bank of Spain for over 100 hours. I don't want to really say much more than that, honestly. At the end of season four, this is a little bit of a spoiler for you guys. I'm sorry, but you have, it's, it's your own fault. You came onto a Netflix podcast. I'm going to close. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to mute you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was walked out. He doesn't want to hear it. Phil's, Phil's left. He's left, the, he's left the conversation. But the professor had been captured. One of their people was in great peril. All sorts was going on. It really, uh, it really ruined it. Sorry, sorry, He's Phil. ruined it all. There's a professor. I know there was a professor. <laughs> the professor, yeah, the professor is the one who's like the mastermind behind everything. It's honestly so good. It really okay. is. I really feel like you'd actually like it, Phil. I think you should give okay. it a try. Yeah. So definitely watch it. And that being said, it's another one where like everyone has seen it and it's extremely successful and you will be left out if you're the only one who hasn't seen it. So I'm going to say. Okay. You'll be a social outcast like me. Listeners, don't become like me. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. It's really, really good. I would recommend. That is my recommendation from this 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 run of the podcast. That's my main recommendation. All right. Let's talk a little bit about the other things that we have coming up. And we can run through a couple because a lot of stuff, as we said, we don't even we know don't anything know about happening. it. We, we don't know what's going on. We know there's going to be a second season of Emily in Paris. Excited. Don't budge know when. I'm very excited. excited. Oh, she's still in Paris. That's a spoiler. I know. She's, she's still, still there. in Paris. She's still there. <laughs> she's, she's still in, in Emily. is still in Paris. Uh, I didn't watch that. TV, I watched every like single episode. Yeah, I don't know what that says uh, about me, but I watched every single episode from the beginning to the very show. end. And people talk go. about watching all of this first series of Emily in Paris the same way they talk about eating a whole cake on their own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. They're like, I ate uh, like just my head and hands. I ate <laughs> I the whole yeah. thing. Yep, that's exactly that's the true. feeling. It's a I bit of shame, but also I know that I enjoyed it whilst it happened. But when I tell other people about it, I do feel some shame. Mm. <laughs> don't feel shame you like what you yeah. like we're not yucking anyone's yum here You're right. Phil's got The Witcher you've got Emily in Paris okay. there we That's go right. there we go other than that we also have a season 2 of Bridgerton <laughs> no idea when it's coming out but we've got we're getting a season 2 so that is good that is good and also the girl one of the so in Sex Ed you know the, untu- the groups The Untouchables yep one of the girls in The Untouchables in Sex Ed is starring in season two. So Olivia Ashley, who plays... Oh, God, I can't remember her name. Anyway, Olivia Ashley in Sex Ed is also going to be starring in, in season two of Bridgerton. Oh, exciting. Yes. Great. Other than that, another one that is not a returning, but is a new film that's going to be coming out, is a film called Robin Robin. <gasps> it's a... It, it's... Funny looking. Can we eat it? Oh, it's a... Well, it's a robin, I think. Hi, robin. Can we keep her? (laughs) Well, maybe. After all, she's only one little... (laughs) Robin. I 
have to read you the log line to this because it's so cute. The log line to this is, when her egg fortuitously rolls into a rubbish dump, Robin is raised by a loving family of mice. As she grows up, her differences become more apparent. Robin sets off on the heist to end all heists to prove to her family that she can be a really good mouse, but ends up discovering who she really is. Rated mature. <laughs> <laughs> that is adorable. Loads of Robin boobies. Um, yeah. <laughs> Mice boobies everywhere. Mice boobies, Robin boobies, all the boobies. I think that's going to be really cute. And in terms of voice cast. Yeah, the cast is amazing. Oh, yeah. Gillian Anderson, Richard E. Grant, who's from oh. Can You Ever Forgive Me? Adil Akhtar. Our podcast very own. Our mate. Our mate. Nice. Yeah, was in Enola Holmes and was also in Sweet Tooth. Yep. Uh, and Bronte Carmichael from Christopher Robbins. We've got a bunch of great people on that cast. I think it's going to be really cute. And that's coming out late 2021. No, that seems really cute. And also I feel like I'd like it because I love Stuart Little. I don't know if you know that about me. I, don't, I actually didn't know that. I went to cinema on my own both times to go watch it. <laughs> oh my God. That's, that's so very cute. sweet. Good Lord, that is cute. Yeah, the first time all of my mates went to cinema, but nobody wanted to watch it. So I was just like, I'm just going to go watch it by myself. So I went to go watch it on my own. And this feels like in that world. Yeah, it's definitely that kind of vibe. And what's, what of the second time? Why did you do that? Because again, I knew no one would want to do it with me. So I just went by myself. <laughs> it's really weird because there's like, just loads of people with their families. And I just like sat there with my popcorn. I just like it. <laughs> genuinely love both those films and I have I don't know why I like it so much I really enjoy it mm. okay okay well you're gonna like Robin Robin uh Phil what say you of this you already know about Ardman do you think you'll be tuning in yeah I haven't watched an Ardman film for I mean I love Wallace and Gromit and Chicken Run and all that but mm. I haven't watched an Ardman film for a while mm. I guess it might be time to check back in with our old friends exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> and we have another uh, film coming out as well called Tick Tick Boop Set in 1990. Do you know, is that the year you were born? I was born in 92. Oh, God. 92? <laughs> I was 1990. You're 1990, Phil. Okay, cool. 1990. We're the OGs on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We, we are. We are the old ones. I was a, a year old in 1990. And we've got a clip for this one, actually. So let's actually listen to the trailer. The flame gets closer and closer and closer until all at once... Everything explodes. Basically, the film follows a theatre composer who is in the middle of writing what he thinks is going to be the next big New York hit sort of thing. So it kind of like follows his story of what's going to be, I guess, inspiring. And do you know what? I think we could all relate to it, actually. I mean, you write comedy, me and Gina try to write <laughs> in hope that, you know, you're going to write a thing that's going to like blow up and everyone's going to love sort of thing and how it affects your personal life. It has Vanessa Hudgens in it, who is in every Christmas movie ever made by Netflix. <laughs> so it's nice to see her in something that's not Christmassy. Yeah, yeah. It has Andrew Garfield stars in it. Oh, nice. Who is in Social Network and also is Sp that Spider-Man one, that one time. Yeah, he's, he's the Spider-Man that everyone's forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a shame. The lost Spider-Man. Yeah. Well, he's now right. going to be the Tick, Tick, Boom guy. Yeah, he's now the... He was, yeah, this is what he's meant yeah, to be, this, the Tick, Tick, yeah, Boom Yeah, exactly. What, how do you guys feel about um, musicals? You know what? My, a couple of my favourite films ever 
are uh, Mary Poppins and West Side Story, which are musicals. Yeah. Mm. But in general, musicals really annoy me. Same. And at the beginning of Same. the beginning of that trailer, where Andrew Garfield's at a, at, in a in a house party, yeah. and he's going, "This is a life," but bum, and everyone starts singing along. Yeah. I've been in I've been in places like that, mm. and I've, I've, when people started and. I almost half expected to see me in the back of the shot just quietly picking up my coat and leaving because <laughs> I can't I can't stand that I can't maybe I'm maybe I'm too much of a misanthrope but breaking out into song and like being all <laughs> aren't we fun I, I, it drives me crazy I hear it. it drives me absolutely crazy I hear it I don't know about you though do you like them I like them if I'm in the mood for it do you know what I mean so like there are some, I, I've never seen, I mean, I know this is directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who obviously did Hamilton. Hamilton yeah. I've never seen Hamilton. No, everyone has been, that's that's one of the ones where I can so relate about what you were saying to you, where everyone's seen something and you're like, mm. I've seen Hamilton, Gina, and I don't know if you've heard this, it's quite good. Yeah, I've heard from a lot of people that it's really, really good. Yeah, so there are some that I like, there are some that I like, or I like films where the music is not all it is. Like Sister Act, obviously a heavy yeah. component of it is music, but it's not like every minute. So I kind of like that, something like that. If this is like, it's not every minute, I'll like it. If it's like every moment, they say one sentence and it's like, and I was walking to the shop because I've been loving it and I need lemons. Yeah. I'm not going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how I feel as well. When it's too much, I can't stand it because just stop singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That being said, I am excited for this. Yeah, same. Um, I would watch it, to be fair. Yeah, I'd watch it watch too. It. it is interesting to watch this new sort of renaissance of musicals yeah. that mm. I guess Lin-Manuel yeah, Lin Miranda played a big part in, yeah, absolutely. In, in igniting and you know it started with I guess you could say La La Land that kind of brought musicals back to to the mm. big screen yeah. yeah so it's interesting to see how this plays out you know it's like kind of like the whole superhero thing that kicked off what 10 years ago now yeah, yeah. stuff that used to be just for nerds and losers is now cool. the biggest ticket is now the main thing is now the yeah. mainstream thing i feel like musicals might go the way the superhero films have gone i totally agree with you and i think also that not to get in my social media bag but platforms like tiktok you know that one that t said you're obsessed with us don't make me laugh i've been like oh now you've been shaking your ass for that for the heights that is from Into the Heights, the musical, also by Lin Manuel Miranda. Okay. So yeah, yeah that's you make, that's a very good point. Okay. TikTok, yeah. lip syncing, yeah. yes. it's exactly. all it's mainstream now. Yeah, it's all coming in. Yeah, that's I a really good point, actually. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much, friends. Uh, I really feel like we've bonded. So I think it will be good. And this one is an autobiographical one about. This is about the guy who created the musical Rent. Right. Okay. I did not know. Okay. That. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So. If you if you love Rent, if you're a theatre nerd, or you just like musicals, or you just want to give something new a try, or you just really love The Lost Spider-Man, yeah. watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, thank you so, so much for going through that long list of all the good things to come on Netflix. We cannot wait for your special to come. Give us dates and tell us your best joke. I, I'm joking, don't ruin it, just give us dates. <laughs> I've been giving you gold this whole you have, show. You have, you've done brilliant. Yeah. Don't make me laugh. I've been trying all night. You have been trying all night. Trying. You've been doing it, sorry. You've been making it work all night. <laughs> yeah, so my special Philly Philly Wang Wang is out on Netflix on August the 10th. Yes. The 10th yeah. of August. Nice. Please enjoy. Can't we wait. can't wait to can't see wait. it. Thank you so, so much. And Thanks, it was great guys. chatting to you. What do you recommend for us this week, Gina? What's good to see? Okay, I'm actually really excited to give you this recommendation today because I said I'm going to end this strong. My 
last recommendation to give this season is my unorthodox life on Netflix. Are there rules about sex? There's rules about which shoe you're supposed to tie first, just to give you an idea. My name is Julia Hart, and I'm the CEO of the largest conglomerate of modeling agencies in the world. Love of my life. I'm married to an amazing man. I have four incredible children. It's really hard to imagine that just a few years ago, I was living in an extreme ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, and then I just packed up and left. There's one thing you can say is we have a very interesting life. <laughs> Not easy, but easy is boring. Oh, is that good? Yes, I'm really enjoying uh, it. I've been meaning to watch it. I've been meaning to watch it. Yeah, and the thing is, it's like, look, it's not, it's light touch. It's very laid back TV. Okay. Like you can definitely have it on the background. It's not going to like change your life. But for some reason, it is just extremely entertaining. And so for those who haven't seen it or haven't seen it pop up on Netflix, this is about a lady named Julia Hart, okay. who grew up, in like the Jewish community and in a very, very strict Jewish upbringing. Okay. And then decided after she'd like had her three kids and like she was married to this guy, she decides to just leave the community com completely and completely reinvent oh, herself. Wow, okay. Changes her last name to Hart and then becomes CEO of Elite like Modern being, Agency. Uh, modeling group. Oh, yeah, agency. Wow. Oh, I'm going to watch that. It's the perfect mix of like, yes, it's got the heart because it tells her backstory and all this other stuff. And she's got these kids who are still trying to work through it. Like one of her kids the eldest kid is still really religious yeah. and then like her youngest kid or like one of the youngest kids is like working through her sexuality and like what, what you know who she is but then julia and herself is also working through her own thing and they're also extremely rich of course <laughs> i great. love watching i love watching rich people do things me too it is that's what i love it for just the richness like they'll just be casually wearing christian jewel like it's so yeah good. i love yeah. watching rich people do stuff um i've got one yeah. as well it's called they're deceived when I was a little girl, my mother told me there was no such thing as ghosts. But I saw her. My wife is dead. What is it that you think is happening here? I've seen things. I've heard things. How things happen here? I feel like I'm losing my mind. They're here. The Deceived mm. is about a student who has an affair with her professor. Her professor happens to be okay. married. And then... I've seen this recommended, yeah, I think. A, a death happens and it kind of makes us start questioning everything. And I don't want to spoil anything, but it's worth a watch. Mm. It has that Dr. Um, Foster feel to it. Oh, uh, Dr. Foster? Yeah. One of the... If we had more time... One of the best British dramas I think I'd watch. It's season one, especially... Doctor Foster season one. The way that that show slapped so hard that had me on a chokehold. It was show. so good. Such a good show. And that's why my love for Jodie Comer. In fact, I actually hated Jodie Comer because her, as in the character she played, was so awful. But that's how you know the she's a good actor was, when you hate exactly. the character they play. You're good. Exactly. Yeah. I, I hope one day we get to speak to Jodie Comer because I actually love her so much. Hopefully we come um, back for season three. Hopefully we come back. Uh, speaking of season three, season two. Of, of 10 out of 10 would recommend it's come to an end I'm sad I'm sad too I'm going to miss it I really love talking TV with you so I guess we'll just have to go back to WhatsApp voice notes yes 
hopefully we've given you enough shows over the two seasons for you to watch Master Away. Yes. So yeah, be sure to do that. Check them out. Talk to us. In fact, tell us what to watch you. Do you know what? I'll make this promise. I will keep tweeting recommendations every Friday in that absence. Ooh, that's nice. I'll make, I'll make a promise. I'll do a quick 10 single recommend this week and I'll just put the show out there. Yeah, I think that's good. I think that's a good idea. Do you know, join Can me. I make the same promise? Yes, please do. Yeah, go, go on, on, all right. Go on, yeah, go, on. go on, babe. Room not two, room not two. Let the people wait and let Netflix know that people want us. Exactly. Tweet at Netflix UK that you want no, us to no, no, genuinely, tweet at Netflix UK that you want us to come back. That'll be great. Yeah. But until next time, everyone stay safe. Yeah. Stay watching good telly. Yeah. And we will see you hopefully soon. 